You're listening to Your Morning Commute, the only podcast providing executive straight talk about all things workplace culture. We're here daily, Monday through Friday, because culture is never built in a day, it's built every day. This is Shelley Smith, the culture curator and CEO of Premier Rapport, where we know that culture matters. If you want to connect with me, keep listening and join the conversation with other culture curators over at thepremierreport.com forward slash join now. Now let's get through today's traffic jam together. Today on the morning commute, let's talk about the intersection between recruiting and onboarding. Uh, Depending on your scenario, the opportunity for improvement could be in both areas or maybe one. Some of the frequent conversations I've had recently is a deeper dive into who's being hired isn't actually the problem or the opportunity. The opportunity is actually the onboarding itself. So today let's talk about those two intersections and realizing that both of them, regardless, absolutely are around your workplace culture. It sets the tone right from the get-go. So today specifically, let's talk more about hiring the right person So let's say you've got that down. You understand the behavioral needs of the job. You understand the complexity. You understand the skill sets. You understand the person coming into the team environment. And you feel like you've killed it during the interview process and you've really found this amazing candidate. Guess what? Maybe you did. And then a few weeks or months later, they're gone. The manager, the owner, the director is scratching their head blaming whomever recruited them that they're just not cutting it. So when we take a deeper dive, oftentimes it's their how we onboarded them or the lack of onboarding. You know, your new hire's first day usually involves a lot of paperwork. Even if you've pre-sent them some of the onboarding things, there's typically still some setting up of passwords and logins and meeting people. Um, introducing them and them trying to remember people's names and them remembering uh, their names. And then let's add this virtual complexity that we're all still um, working in and getting settled in. Those are all the things that absolutely have to be done, but they may not be creating the most exciting first day or first impression that your employee's having. And you know how the saying goes, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. You know, why does it matter? You know, how well you onboard your your employees is one of the most important things because you're setting the tone of what right looks like. You know, statistically, the, um, the employees that are jumping ship and the opportunities, even during the crisis of people being laid off and having a lot of unemployment claims, now that people are hiring or rehiring or doing call, callbacks, your existing employees and your prospects may still not stay with you. So it's not only the onboarding, but it's also the ongoing conversations and feedback around them feeling seen, valued, and hurt. Let's move into um, some common mistakes that people make after you've hired someone that lead into the onboarding. And again, the workplace culture of what right looks like. These are three mistakes. After you've hired and you've given the verbal and the written 
written, written, written offer letter. I don't care what entry level to top executive, the offer letter um, inside of that. And hey, listen, if you need a copy of a great example in a template, all you have to do is hit me up. I'd be more than happy to provide that for you. But going silent after the offer letter gets signed. The next time that you do a new hire, um, make sure that you are staying in contact with them. Make no mistake of this, that you're staying in contact with them up and through the day that they're arriving. Because many of you have talked to me about getting ghosted. You've hired people, you know, you hire three people to start and one person shows up and you're scratching your head. So make sure you're staying in contact with them. The next thing is um, not leaving uh, time to celebrate. And what I mean by that is having um, a celebration of making the employee feel welcome. There's all kinds of things, especially if there's a delay in them starting, maybe a two week or a 30 day piece, you can um, send them welcome packets. You can send welcome packets to their family. Um, something that shows appreciation and you're excited that they're coming. It can be something that you're sending to them from electronic cards that don't cost anything via email to, again, uh, baskets being sent to their home, for example. So make sure that you are also telling their team members that there's a new hire and the team members can reach out to them ahead of time. And then also the first day in the first week that they're there to make sure that they're doing their own personal introductions. This next one is a big one and probably out of the three I'm giving you today is uh, ha has the biggest impact info dumping. We've all been there, lived through that, and we've been uh, a perpetrator of info dumping on a new employee. You're so excited they're there. You want to get them onboarded. There's obviously you hired for a reason, open position, the work's probably backed up. You need them to hit the ground running. But if you have not intentionally set up their training and their onboarding to meet their behavioral needs, you might be going at it the wrong way and their brain might be ready to explode. And by the end of the first day, the first week, the first 30 days, they're wondering what they got themselves into. So remember, if you've been with the company for a while, you kind of know the ins and the outs. Or you may say, well, I had to figure it out. They need to figure it out too. They were told during the, you know, the interview process that we move quickly and we're moving quickly. In all fairness, you've been there. You're already in the environment. They're not. I don't care um, how smart an individual is. <clears throat> Everybody still needs time to assimilate, to be able to ask questions. And again, in the way that they're behaviorally hardwired, meaning do you need to give them checklists? Do you need to give them the book and the rule in details? Do you need to give them time to think? Do you need to introduce them to the team one at a time or on a team call? Do you need to... Um, bring them in with uh, big picture concepts, goals, and have them set up and create their own flow, their own, their own organization, be able to uh, manage the project, or you need to more support them during the onboarding process. And the onboarding process is a project. Let's don't be fooled. So we are seven minutes in. And I hope I've planted a seed today for you to challenge you. Maybe it's not the recruiting. Maybe you are bringing in the right people. Maybe they do have the right behavioral hardwiring for the needs of the job, the team, the organization, and the culture. But what's causing the upset is your onboarding process or the lack thereof, especially that info dumping. That's it for today. If you've got questions, you know where to find me.
Thank you for riding along with me this morning on your morning commute. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and be sure to visit us at premierreport.com to get a peek at all the resources waiting for you when you become an official Culture Curator member.